0: With me today is Alexandra Smith, Chief Human Resource Officer for the City of Memphis. Alex is here to talk to us about her department's decision to implement and deploy Oracle HCM Cloud, along with Taleo functionality for application tracking. Uh, Beyond this, she has a super interesting and inspiring story to tell around not only HR transformation, but also organizational, or should I say, business transformation in the public sector. Welcome, Alex.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're happy to have you. It's our pleasure. And by the way, congratulations for being recognized as a 2021 changemaker by leadership in Memphis. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're, uh, absolutely. You're welcome. We'll make sure to post a link to that uh, when this finally goes live, because I think that's uh, super, super um, uh, super great. And also welcome to the 360 Insights Global Executive Advisory Council. I saw your name on our press release that went out earlier this week. so welcome to that too.
1: Yes, I'm very excited to be a part of the council as well.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, we have uh, lots of um, great vision for that for that uh, for that group. Um, you have a really interesting story. and uh, just thinking about our conversation earlier today and where where exactly to start. Um why don't we start at the beginning if you will the beginning of your 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 journey at City of Memphis how did that come to be what was what was your charter What's, what was that all about
1: excellent well you know it it's it's amazing i've been in this role now 5 years um but it does seem like yesterday so in January of 2016, I embarked on this adventure of being the first ever chief HR officer for the city of Memphis. Prior to 2016, the city government here in in Memphis had a more traditional uh, CAO model or a chief administrative officer slash city manager model, where all of the directors of the different departments reported into a CAO. Uh, and the my counterpart, uh, the previous person who had this role, uh, was an HR director. When Mayor Strickland came into uh, uh, power as the mayor of Memphis, he decided to move into a different structure, a C-suite model. And changed the titling structure and the overall, uh, if you will, overall governance process for how to look at city government by creating a a, a C-suite uh, with six chiefs, uh, including my role as the chief HR officer for the city of Memphis. And so um, a part of my my charter was to really imagine and create an understanding about what a chief HR officer could be for the city. One of the first things that he asked me to do is to really hone in and and help the city in attracting and retaining talent and particularly public safety talent for the city of Memphis. And so after doing a ton of research and uh, interviewing and having town halls, focus groups, uh, looking at data online, you know, Glassdoor, looking at reviews, et cetera, I came down to an understanding of the the core issues related to city government had to do uh, with employee morale and uh, really, you know, needing to focus on how do we engage our employees. At the time, we had about 50% engagement rate, and uh, it was important for us to pivot our focus. And so, uh, immediately that year, um, my my focus uh, moved into how to build an HR team that could help with driving an engaged workforce and culture change for the city of Memphis. And that's the journey we've been on for the last five years. And uh, what's come along with that is a focus on automating our processes, on Looking at data, uh, being more focused around customer service and the implementation of uh, going to the cloud and, and the Oracle HCM system really was about helping to elevate our HR work and getting us out of the uh, the paper process and the, the uh, manual processes and help freeing up capacity so our HR teams could spend more time focused on the, the issues that matter the most, which are attracting and retaining talent for the city of Memphis, driving culture change, partnering with divisions to triage important talent related issues. And, um and so that that has been uh, very important for us uh, in our success um, as an organization moving forward
0: yeah there's so much so much good stuff there and, and and I want to get back to the um the 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 automation part of it um, but 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 there's a piece of this so she so mentioned that you had 50 percent engagement um 50% positive engagement i guess or, or engagement of any kind previously and you were looking to 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 raise that and, and i'm curious was that uh, was that uh, citywide or or just in the hr department or was was that citywide uh, all the, the entire workforce
1: That was citywide. So we actually did an employee engagement survey um, uh, and used that outside third party to conduct that. And when we looked across the organization citywide, we were at 50 percent engagement. And so that that would. Essentially, uh, individuals who were uh, engaged or somewhat engaged uh, in their work, uh, and the and the key components are about around that were, you know, do I find value in my work? Do I enjoy what I'm doing? Do I feel that I'm being well compensated for the work that I'm doing? Um, do I feel that I have the tools and resources to do the work that I'm doing? Those are the underlying questions related uh, to to the that overall engagement survey. So it gave us some important insight into how employees were feeling. Which, you know, as I mentioned before, when when I started uh, and did my own research, I saw that on Glassdoor we uh, were at 2.5 rating. I already knew that we were uh, in a very difficult situation. Um, and so I am happy to say, you know, last year in 2019 and even now we're at 3.5. So we've made tremendous progress in our, in our improvement. So I can say that the strategies we put in place definitely have worked. Um, but at that time, um, we knew that we were facing some serious morale challenges. And honestly, it was related to some true uh, fiscal uh, austerity measures that the city had to put in place due to some pension uh, reform that, that was mandated by the state. And uh, in having to make some drastic changes to both pension and benefits and promotions and and pay, all of those things uh, led to the the morale issues that we were were seeing. Um, And so our goal, you know, that first year was really about stabilizing the workforce and reengaging them um, and then building upon that year after that uh, and every year after that.
0: Now, what I understand was that the, the the issue with uh, just the administrative load for the HR department uh, was just so heavy uh, previously that that it really restricted your teams now your teams um, ability to even focus on those issues and and of course that's something we see that that is a common tale and it's a very compelling rationale to to move to something better for your for your HR. Processes, technology-wise, can you can you talk a little bit about um, maybe some specifics around some things that you've been able to do um, to to affect the culture of the organization, and also maybe some examples of, of of your team, you know, now that they have this newfound time to focus on higher level, um, more lasting. Um, uh, more lasting impact activities on the organization
1: absolutely so I, I would say my favorite example is related to recruiting and so when i first started and we uh, were attempting to measure our time to fill, it was very difficult um after implementing um the the cloud system we were able to get a better sense for where we were and at the time we were at 120 days uh with our time to fill um and so that just the ability to measure gave us the the understanding that we needed to be able to improve. Uh, and so from there, we set a goal of uh, getting uh, to less than uh, 75 days. Um, and we consistently have been able to to do that uh, after about, I would say, about uh, six months of, of hard work with the team. Uh, and of course, we had Kaizen events and other things to be able to help streamline the process even more. But the ability to measure, the ability to look at our process, the ability to gather as a team to to really focus in on how we can make improvements, that is the power of um, automation, if you will. That's the power of process improvement. It, it gives you that capacity to be able to reflect and then improve uh, and then move from there.
0: Your talent acquisitions day-to-day workflow. What did that? What was that like before uh, the Taleo functionality was was implemented? Was it uh, was it really paper-based? Like what what exactly was uh, extending that time to hire to? Um, I believe you said one hundred twenty days.
1: So, you know, so first of all, when I first joined uh, the organization, we actually didn't have a, a talent acquisition or even recruiting uh, office. It was actually called employment and uh, and the employment office had paper applications and it also had some. And don't get me wrong. There, there was also some um, uh, positions that were posted online. Um, but there was not a comprehensive uh, effort to ensure that all positions across city government were a part of our uh, applicant tracking system and, and online um, processes. And so the team was really focused on processing employment applications mm. at the core. Uh, my goal was to move it from an employment office to a true recruiting or talent acquisition office and to focus on talent management, not just the process of employment. And so that required not only us bringing in and hiring recruiters, you know, people who had true talent acquisition and recruiting experience, uh, but also uh, improving our processes and the technology. And so adding to Taleo in, um, being able to have their input in terms of how the implementation should go and, and the workflow around that, um, thinking about the candidate engagement components in terms of how we want to leverage uh, social media and, and other placements as a part of our uh, applicant tracking and uh, our overall uh, posting process, uh, and then uh, being able to report out and and, and have understanding about uh, where uh, the process is and and how we're performing as an organization. Um, those are all the important things that we were able to do um, over over the, the really 18 months of the implementation process, um, which was very important in terms of us being able to ultimately fulfill the mission of hiring uh, quality talent for the city to be able to fulfill uh, the mission uh, that uh, the citizens of Memphis expect of us.
0: See, that's that's you bring up a really good point there. That this is why this is really a business transformation story, an organizational transformation story. It's not just a technology story, although that was a big that's a big part of it. But uh, I just think about you know imagine if if. You, you know, your municipality or some other organization had made a decision to move to the cloud, uh, but didn't uh, m- didn't really apply too much thought to workflow and and optimizing that and changing it uh, to be a more agile organization. Uh, I can't imagine that the results would be nearly as as uh, as positive as, as what you've uh, realized it in in Memphis. Um, there. A couple things that I that I want to get to here that are super interesting about your story. One is one is the the decision to go with Oracle HCM in the cloud. One of those, and the other is uh, some some interesting. Fun, very thoughtful changes you've made, even to the sort of the office environment there, that I that I just would definitely want to capture here because it, it, this is a a leadership story as well, right? In terms of affecting, having an impact on organizational workplace culture.
1: Sure, sure. So, you know, I would say um, from a from a leadership standpoint, when I first joined the City of Memphis. You know, I came in as the youngest chief to ever have this role, the youngest director, if you will, to ever have this role. And particularly me coming from private sector and and I would say high tech private sector as well. I uh, have grown up in my work culture as a as a philosophy that it's important that the work environment um, be supportive, be comfortable, um, and really be professional and um, reflect a positive environment. Uh, so that the employees feel comfortable and can also serve customers in a positive way. And so the aesthetics and, and the cleanliness of the work environment matter. Uh, I think that that's very important. And so when I first came into the city and um, I uh, recall <laughs> very fondly of, 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 of seeing the bathroom and um, uh, down the hall, uh, from my office, as well as, you know, the drapes, the carpet, all of those things, it looked like they had not been updated in 50 years, um, and very old, very, you know, it just, just very dated. And, and for me that, you know, this is a new day in city government. This is a, a new, more modern HR organization. You know, our work environment needs to, to reflect that. And so, um, all I wanted to do, we had a little extra money in our budget, and I, all I wanted to do was to update the bathroom, um, and 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 not necessarily, you know, put gold fixtures in there to make it, you know, super fancy, but just, you know, have it a little bit more modern, put a mirror in there, uh, you know, be able to have uh, more modern coloring um, just to give it a little bit of a fresher look. Um, We all spend, you know, eight plus hours every day at work. Um, You know, having a nice bathroom can help, especially for women. Um, And HR is a majority female organization as well. So that, you know, that's another component. And so when I asked my executive assistant to take on the project of updating the bathroom, um, we we at first got some pushback from the organization about that, uh, and the pushback was related to, hey, you know, we typically don't update bathrooms. You know, um, are you sure you have money in your budget to do this? I'm like, no, yeah, we have a little extra money in our budget to do this. We can do this. Um, we then um, hired, they said, well, we don't have the the capacity to do this, so you can hire another contractor to, to do this work. We said, okay, we'll hire a firm. So we hired a firm to come in and do the work. Uh, the first time they did it, it, it didn't go great. Uh, <laughs> there were there some errors there. Uh, we had them come back, and they they fixed those errors, and they, they redid some things, and it turned out fantastic. But what was fascinating about that was people could not believe that something was updated in City Hall, and and so we found that there were this there was this interesting rumor mill that had just uh, sparked within City Hall about this new hotshot HR chief has updated the bathroom, and so I literally had directors and uh, city councilmen come and look at this bathroom to see what I'd done and i don't know what they were expecting i i think maybe they were expecting gold gold fixtures uh, when they <laughs> saw it, it was just just updated um yeah. it you know it, it 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 sparked something in them and the next thing i know you know other other directors were making you know aesthetic changes uh and the city council actually completely renovated their whole office area um and Lo and behold, it's, you know, bit by bit, each area started to really work on making these type of improvements. Um, And the the end result is employees are happier. They come to work and they're proud of the work environment that they're in. Um, They feel respected in the fact that they're in a place that um, is comfortable, um, that is clean. uh, And and it's a good good thing. And um, once again, this is not about being Exorbitant or wasteful. It's about just having, you know, a clean, comfortable place for people to work and be able to serve citizens. Um, and uh, and so I'm glad I was able to to spark a little bit of of change uh, with the with the bathroom.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is you know, there's the aesthetic, you know, feng shui, all of this. You know, it, it who who would have who would have known that. That uh, would have a positive effect on the work environment to have, you know, sort of an updated, clean, pleasant um, architecture and and fixtures and all that. So I mean, that's a cr- great story, and it and it's a it's a leadership story, absolutely. Uh, and that's what I really want to make sure that we capture here today is is your the level of leadership that you brought uh, to the organization, uh, sort of the authenticity behind that, which I think is just fascinating. Um, let's get to, let's talk about two more things um, before, uh, before the half hour is up here. Uh, one would be the implementation of Oracle, the decision to go with Oracle Cloud. And then also I want to get to, there was a couple of issues, if we could get to one of them, it's uh, around the pensions or around the retention issues in the police and fire departments. Either of those would be really great to capture here. They'd really sort of are illustrative of of this transformation?
1: So I would say on the decision to go with Oracle, that was really a joint decision between uh, our finance team, our finance leadership, our IT team, and uh, our HR team. And um, there, there were a few important considerations. So, of course, cost being one of them. Secondly, functionality, because our finance team also uh, uses the Oracle Hyperion product as well. And so, you know, having that alignment um, was important. And then also the having the human capital to be able to support Um, the product as well um, from the IT side. So um, it's those three, you know, kind of divisions coming together um, and making the decisions is kind of what uh, led and sparked um, the choice uh, to to move forward with Oracle. Uh, In terms of the retirement and pension components, um, you know, it has been fascinating learning more about public sector pension and retirement and healthcare. Um, I would say that uh, a few interesting things um, uh, have been done since I've been in this role for, for the last five years. So one is when we when I came into this role in 2016, one of the big morale uh, concerns was related to pre-65 health care and the city's previous decision to remove uh, pre-65 health care subsidies. And so one of the things that um, I was able to put in place uh, uh, with my team uh, was a private exchange concept, um, uh, which allowed for us to provide uh, a HRA subsidy to our retirees to give them a return to, to pre-'65 retiree uh, health care support. And so that was an important change we did in 2016 that helped us. Um, on, the, uh, on the pension side, um, One nuance that has been very interesting for us uh, is that we have our solid waste group, uh, our solid waste division, uh, which is known worldwide because uh, in 1968, Martin Luther King came to Memphis to be able to uh, stand out side by side with the uh, solid waste workers or sanitation workers uh, as a part of their strike uh, to try to help them get recognized. Um, t- as being part of, of the AFSCME Association. And so that group has always uh, had a special place in history and a special place here uh, at the city of Memphis. And But one of the interesting pieces with that group is that uh, at that time they had selected uh, to have a social security uh, instead of the city's pension and so um, one of the interesting things that uh, I was able to put in place in, in, in working with our team as well is a 401 a matching program uh, in 2018 and and that program uh, once again innovation and looking at how we can uh, do things differently um, that program was allowed us to be able to accelerate their uh, retirement uh, contributions so that they could have more parity with our uh, overall pension program, uh, and so you know those are you know two great examples of you know where we've come in and you know because we have more com- capacity, being able to understand the data, be able to put some things in place to really help move things for for employees. It's
0: a great employee recognition story too, right there. You know, in, a, in, a, in an employer culture um, component. I mean, that's just that's just the whole the whole ball of wax right there. Um, with the, we do have a couple minutes left, so maybe we can uh, focus a little bit on the um, on the uh, the police and uh, fire departments, because I know there've been some really, really um, helpful improvements there in terms of uh, longevity of stay and this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so with the police and fire departments, we've worked on having a stronger partnerships with them and particularly focus on recruiting and retention uh, in both areas. Uh, particularly with the police department, we've done a number of different things uh, and worked very hard um, to, to help assist in, in driving uh, better recruiting and retention. Uh, on the retention side, we were able to partner with our Shelby County Crime Commission to develop a retention bonus program, but um, we had a 98% take rate with that. And that allowed for us to really stabilize the workforce, going from losing 160 officers in 2014 to uh, only um, for the last three years, really losing between 125 uh, mm-hmm. to 1 uh, 130, uh, which uh, that that has been tremendous in terms of um, lessening the number of officers we, that, that are leaving and being able to stabilize the workforce. And then on the recruiting side, uh, the work that we've been able to do um, with uh, Taleo as well as just automating our processes overall, uh, we've been able to hire over 700 officers in the last five years, which has been tremendous uh, in helping us continue to work on building the workforce. We're not exactly where we wanna be, um, Mm. but we have been making tremendous strides and being able to to move in the right direction.
0: Yeah, a lot farther from where you were, um, which, which is fantastic. You know, this is a great story of technology helping to just alleviate the administrative load for HR and enabling, sort of unleashing HR to be that real people impacting uh, force in the organization for positive engagement all this kind of stuff and leadership in terms of uh, having that having that that um, that coming from the top to make that happen and taking those those real tangible steps uh, that people notice and that have a ripple effect it's just a fantastic story all around, Um, thanks for taking the time to speak with us about it. Um, Just really fascinating. Thank you so much, Alex.
1: Absolutely, thank you um, for the opportunity to share our story. And I have to give a shout out to our City of Memphis HR team. We have 100 HR professionals that are committed and come to work every day, focused on how to best support our city employees. And none of this work would be possible without our HR team.
0: Absolutely not, and they do a fantastic job. and And we have a, a little bit more about this in a in a case study that we will have published on our website as well, which goes in a little bit more detail. Uh, thank you so much, Alex.
1: Thank you so much. Take, Take care.
0: Bye bye.